0: Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world... Then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the Be a Brilliant Human podcast. This is episode 7 and I'm Joel Young, your host, as you've just been told by... um, the fabulous announcer at the beginning of the podcast. So I'm excited to be here again with you. Remember, before we dive into this, this is your podcast. So I do invite you to um, to, to contact me, to get in touch and let me know, um, you know if you've got questions that you'd like to, to sort of have answered on the show, uh, if there's any topics you'd like me to cover, or if you just want to offer some feedback then you can message me if you go to the hub, which is anchor.fm slash M P A. There's a big button there. You can press it and leave me a voice message. Or of course, it's good old-fashioned email. I'm Joel at nonpersonalawareness.com. Or you can find me on all those wonderful social media platforms and message me on Facebook and on Instagram. Most of the uh, social media platforms, I'm at Joel Young MPA or like on Facebook, 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 Facebook.com slash Joel MPA is my personal profile. But you can also come to the page, which is um, Facebook.com slash MPA rocks. But I'd love you to get in touch and let me know if there's something that you'd love me to pontificate on. Um, and just say hi, let me know. Are you enjoying the podcast? Are you hating it? Oh, I'm willing to hear it. Um And also, again, if you haven't already, please do subscribe and uh, I'd love to receive a review. So if you've been here before, welcome back. I just I'm always just I'm like, I love regular listeners. And if you're new, oh, my God. Hello. Good to meet you. So here we go. So episode seven, what's it all about? Well, let me ask you a question. So have you ever noticed that how you label your experience has a direct impact on how you experience it? I mean, it affects it in the moment, but it also affects it going forward. So let's say you have a memory which you've labeled as traumatic. So you'll find that if you've labeled a memory as traumatic, it tends to be traumatic anytime it's experienced it so when you recall it you're going to go back into it's got the label traumatic right so your body goes ah this memory is traumatic i better have some trauma right so your label impacts it uh, at the time and also going forward but also if you relabel it or you could say recategorize it as i don't know like a learning experience or even a gift then the nature of your experience next time you recall it's going to be very different right so let me illustrate that with a story. So, um, the other evening, I was around my lovely neighbors and very good friends, Beth and Al. By the way, shout out to Beth. I know you listen to the podcast, and I love you for that. Um, so, anyway, so we were talking about films, right? we were talking about especially old films, um, like really good ones that maybe they'd missed or, or I'd missed. And I mentioned one of my absolute favourites, which is *Papillon*. So *Papillon* is a film with Steve McQueen, and I'm talking about the 1973 version. But they've remade it recently. I'm not talking about that one. I haven't actually seen it, so I'm I can't run it down. I'm just a bit of a, an originalist. Um, but this film with Steve McQueen, there's a scene in that film that, at the time when I was a kid, it really struck me. It was it was a really profound. And, and it's actually very fitting for the topic of today's podcast. So let me set the scene for you. So if you haven't seen Papillon, um, it's about, it's it's a kind of an escape film. So Steve McQueen plays a character who's a sort of serial escapist. Um, and he goes through different prisons and escapes and he ends up um, in this sort of island, which is unescapable from, apparently. Um, but there's a scene when he's there where he first arrives on on that island and he's put in this cell and they they push through some food for him, uh, which is slop. It's like it's really grim looking slop. And there's a there's like a, a cockroach crawling out of it and all the rest of it. So so he goes to eat it and you see his face. It's like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. Uh, you know, it's, it's like putrid food. So his, his first response is to label this as disgusting, right? But that's where he makes the the switch there. And he's a survivalist, right? So what he does, you can see him literally in, in the film. It's beautiful. It's like he changes his body. He looks at it differently. It's like he, he labels it as, I don't know what he actually, he doesn't speak a label. He's not speaking at the time. But it's like he labels it as nutrition, as life as um, even as potentially because the way he responds is is delicious so he starts eating and his whole his whole demeanor changes he completely um, he completely shifts his attitude his label for it how he categorizes the food which is something where you know and the point of this is by shifting his attitude his labels his categorization of that food in the moment literally saves his life because you can imagine if if he takes and runs with that label of it's disgusting, um, you know, all of his, all of his attitudes and behaviors and thoughts and beliefs, everything towards it is going to be very rejecting of it. Whereas instead he decides that no matter what it might first appear like, this is basically going to be his only nutrition. So his attitude, again, his, his labeling of the, of this stuff completely changes his experience. And so many times in my life, I found that that paying attention to the meaning I give something, in other words, how I label it, has a, a huge impact on my experience, and and oftentimes it's it's kind of been the key to bringing healing and harmony to myself. You know, when the proverbial doo doo hits the fan. So you know, and certainly for me, it's been a case where there's times you know you hit a, a rough patch and and the automatic you know, labels of of this is shit kind of comes along um, and it sometimes takes a while. But when you get to relabel it, as I said before, like as a gift or a learning experience, that does change your experience of it. So let's get into today's episode, which I've given the dandy title of, The Negativity Label, How Your Label for Their Experience Impacts You. Okay, so that title we're covering labels, negativity, and how your label impacts your experience. So if you've been listening for a while, you know how I like to do this. I like to sort of get some clarity into the mix about my meanings and that kind of thing. Let's start with labels. So let me first say that I am not intrinsically anti-label. In fact, the way I view labels is, is all labels have the potential to be a gift and a trap. So the gift of labels is that they give us... Um, a term or, or a word or whatever it is that gives us an ability to have a shared understanding of the meaning. They're like signposts. I mean, I would argue that all words, in a sense, are labels. Um, the word is not the thing. In fact, that's the trap. The trap is that the word or the label is the thing, which isn't really the truth. It's just it's literally an agreed sound or set of sounds which helps our brains to understand we're referring to the same thing so we can communicate. So labels certainly have their gift. Um, and, and in that way, they're, they're part of, of the way that we describe our world. But just to give you a heads up, my view is, is you know better off using labels to describe something rather than define someone. Because that's where the trap comes in, is where you begin to use a label to define someone, which is much more reductionist, which we'll talk a bit more about later. You know, that that kind of using a label to define someone, it, it's a, a one way ticket to prejudice. And let's face it, prejudice is not a hallmark of a human shining in their brilliance, is it? <laughs> okay, negativity, let's talk about that. So, again, I'm not saying um, there's anything intrinsically bad or wrong with the term negativity. Um, and I'm definitely not an advocate of sort of plastering positivity stickers over crappy situations. Um, but, but today we'll be talking about the negativity label. But I mean, at a deeper level, it's an example and, and if like, an invitation to examine what you're really saying when you use labels and how that impacts your experience. Experience being your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors. So again, that's your label impacts your experience. So going back to Papillon, and that question I first asked you is, so in his case, again, his taste buds, his taste buds translated Uh, the, the tastes differently. I'll try that again. In his case, the taste buds translated the taste differently. Um, what else happened? Well, his body responded differently. Uh, again, he had different thoughts and different feelings. Uh, and all of that kind of served as his survival. Because again, when you when you give something meaning or when you identify something in that way, it really invokes all of those things. Again, thoughts, feelings, behaviors. When I talk about MPA, I talk about how ident- MPA works with your identity. And and identity is like a label identifies something, right? So your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors are all subject to identity. We've talked about that already, I do believe, in a previous episode. So with Papillon, I guess it's an extreme example um, but it really happens all the time in our lives. So, so hopefully you've got the the wider principle, um, and let's have a look at the negativity label. And I'm going to go through some of the traps that, frankly, I'm I'm suggesting you avoid. Okay, so for the purpose of sort of illust- illustration, or I'm going to be using a specific situation here, um, or I guess I've already let you in on the bigger picture of today's episode. So I could say the example situation I'm using is using that negativity label in the context of spirituality and personal growth. And so I'm really focusing on the traps that I see us folk on the awakening journey. You know, you've got the T-shirt, done the seminars, read the books, bore the scars, yada, yada. Um, So sometimes when we awaken folk, get into disagreements, that negativity label can slip out and i'm telling you when you label someone's expression as negative you're really entering dangerous territory and it's it's dangerous because a label isn't just the word it's it's the inference it's the energy behind it it's the attitude and that energy is what has the impact so so this is where the term negative especially in the personal development and spiritual arena can get really loaded, hence I'm saying dangerous territory. So when you're in that heated situation, and and when I say heated, by the way, uh, I mean even in that sort of civilized kind of heated, (laughs) you know, we're all terribly PC and polite and not trying to be, in quotes, negative, um, then watch out for the tendency to fall into the trap of using the term negativity as one of this following. So here's my handy-bendy list. So avoid using it as a judgment or a defense as an attack from a position of superior enlightenment um, using the term negativity to assert yourself as a victim or to negate their perspective or deny their experience so all of these will cause you pain and i'm encouraging you to be as aware as possible about how you're For their experience impacts your experience, hence the title. So let's break them down and have a look at some examples of each. So, you know what I'm talking about here. So, again, just to reiterate, it's not just the negativity label, not literally the word negativity, but there's other ways we can, there's other labels we use that basically do the same thing. Let's look at each one. So, number one was um, avoid using the negativity label as a judgment. So, I mean, there's lots of flavors of judgment, but the way I see negativity used as a judgment most is as a means of dismissal. It's like, I don't allow negativity in my life, so I can delete you and your inconvenient experience with a simple wave of my negativity label wand. Uh, (laughs) so, So why is that bad for you? Well, let's think about this. If you're using that label as a judgment, really as a a form of dismissal, what you're doing is you're invoking the energy of dismissal. What does that do? Well, it's disconnecting, right? It's going to be disconnecting you from that other wonderful human being. It's reductionist. You're reducing their experience down to this one label. And by the way, good luck with having zero negativity. (laughs) I'm biased on this opinion, but it's my opinion. It's my show. Um, But I think, again, I've talked a lot about how I, I believe in wholeness. We are light, we are dark. Uh, We are neat, tidy, and perfect, and we are messy and miserable. All of those things, it's part of our wholeness. So negative in itself, which is just the negative of the positive, um, is part of the wholeness. All right, number two was try to be mindful and avoid using the term negativity as a defense. So again, you're in that heated situation, but you can use the term negative as a defense. So let's say, suppose you're being offered some uh, criticism, or we could say a less than favorable appraisal of something you've done, and you feel stung. So you've taken it personally, and it and it wasn't what he wanted to hear so sometimes it's easier to defend against the sting than to really hear it i mean you might say like you don't have to be so negative um or you know but then you're being defensive right so it may be if you stop and open and listen and just not be so quick to use the label no perhaps they're actually offering you something of value and even if you don't agree or it doesn't resonate, the thing is your defensiveness shuts you down. And again, anytime you shut yourself down, you're not really operating at your highest and best. Okay, number three. So avoid or be mindful of using the negativity label in these situations as an attack from a position of superior enlightenment. Gets out soapbox. Okay, so sadly, I've seen this all too often. So you know, again, both directly as the negativity label, but also in other forms. So I have literally heard the head of a, and I'm doing finger quotes here, uh, a conscious seminar company accuse one of its employees of, in quotes again, not being surrendered to grace because they were challenging an outdated process within the company. Now, that person, she may not have agreed with the suggestions, but to cite labels of spiritual achievement as a put-down, well, I mean, really, I'm, I'm actually quite serious about this. It, it's well, it's far from being a brilliant human, um, but it's really bullying. I mean, if you catch yourself feeling superior or more enlightened than another, hum- than another human, then I'd encourage you to question how enlightened that thought is. So again, just to be clear... I'm not saying that people aren't more awake to certain aspects at certain times, but to claim it as some sort of superior badge of honor and to use it as a put down again, to me, that's, that's bullying. And I hope, I hope dear listener, that the irony is clear. So again, if we look at this in many ways that this, this using, you know, using it as an attack from a position of superior enlightenment it's an exaggerated form of defense. So it's chances are it's covering up insecurities, but it certainly closes you down. It means, again, you miss opportunities. And <laughs> it kind of sticks that middle finger up at the whole human connection thing. All right, number four. Number four is using the label negativity to assert yourself as a victim. Hmm, assert yourself as a victim. That's an interesting one. So, like sometimes like the cry of negativity is, is a used is, it's kind of used as a way to to invoke or incite sympathy and support that's what that's one of the big kind of um unconscious wins of being a victim you get support from people right that's how it seems to be anyway so for example it can come as some form of um like general term he's negativing he's negativing all over me. I can't take it. So again like you know complaining about your your honey, who's being negative and unenlightened and all those things. So again, normally this kind of behavior when when someone is is using the negativity term to to complain about someone or to be a victim, um, what they're seeking is for you to agree with the label oh, yes, honey, he's so negative, your energy don't need that shit. You know, is that, <laughs> that's the response they want. But let's think about this. Ultimately, what's being affirmed is powerlessness, all right? So it amazes me, but it's it's one of our, you know, bless us, us wonderful, human, crazy people that we are. Um, the number of times that we look for affirmation of our powerlessness and get really peeved, to put it mildly, if someone has the audacity to call us out on our power. Um, but if you're looking to have your powerlessness affirmed, um, or using it, you know, as as a way to be a victim, then it's not going to do you any favors, my friend. All right, the last one, number five. So using the neg- negativity, I keep it's fumbling over that word the negativity label um to negate their perspective or deny their experience so the positive thinking movement let's say at its more fundamentalist end is absolutely right with this so let's think about it if you're highly invested in not being comfortable with the uglier emotions and someone has the audacity to present genuine heartfelt anger anger or sadness uh, there's no way better no better way to suppress that than to stuff a label on it, that it's negative, right? It's like it's it's not part of the religion. So, uh, okay, you, you already know by now, if you've been listening to this, my stance on that kind of polarized view. So honest raw emotion can be messy. It can be confrontational. But embracing it allows you to be with it. And if you can be with it, you can allow it to pass. It can, it can leave. And there can be genuine healing. And again, just to be really clear, I want to be really clear on this, I'm not saying that there aren't times when people wallow in those emotions in an unhealthy way, unhealthy for them, unhealthy for others, but the distinction here is where the label's used to directly invalidate, deny, or negate the experience for the sake of saving ourselves from our own discomfort with those feelings and experience. So... (laughs) Now I've gone through those. I'm thinking it feels like I'm giving another episode of tough love, and uh, another close encounter with those uglier aspects of the human, which I did last week. Um, I'm not trying to bum you out, don't worry, or make you feel bad in any way. If you've if you've done these things, and I, I'm now I'm pretty sure I've done most, if not all of these, at some point on my growth path. Uh, I'm sharing this because it's to offer you awareness. It's a growth thing, right? That the through your mindfulness and your aspiration to be an even more brilliant human, awareness really is your ally. So that, that's why I subtitled it, How Your Label for Their Experience Impacts da, 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 You. So, you know, when you realize these traps and, and they are easy to slip into, when you realize that they align you with sort of less than ideal energies and, and do you more harm than good, and when you realize that the short-term apparent payoff actually has long-term costs, you can direct your energies with greater discernment. And that is likely to bring, well, more connection, more healing, uh, more openness, more empowerment, uh, more healthy relationships, I guess, and certainly more healthy relationship behaviors, and definitely more peace. so what to do what to do well let's make like papillon shall we so if you encounter a situation where sort of the negativity label raises its hand i'm going to offer you some powerful questions to ask yourself it's kind of a you could say it's a mindfulness practice if you like uh, you can ask them anytime but certainly if, if if you catch it if you've got that awareness and you catch it there's some great questions which I offer you again as ever my lists they're never the definitive and it's just my perspective um, and I'm always open to any input that you have any experiences that you have uh, of this but here's the questions you can ask yourself so ask yourself does labeling this as negative serve my higher consciousness good question right it's like that's a general good question does this action does this behavior does this thought does this spoken word does it does it serve my higher consciousness? That's going to get you into a, a different space right away. The other thing to ask, you know, it's good to question your labels. You know, is it is it even true? Is this really negativity? Again, uh, we go back to the example of, I think it was the defense example where we talked about how, you know, you're getting criticism and you don't like it. It's not what you wanted. Um, are they being negative or are they actually being like super helpful? <laughs> you know, one of my great my great questions, I got this from uh, from the wonderful Byron Katie, um as as how to respond to criticism it's like uh, could they be right <laughs> they might be right they might have a good point so check is it even true uh the other one speaks to that kind of sense of um of disempowerment that we we can fall into with the negativity label so the question is does the label here empower me or disempower me it's a great check to ask. Again, as I read these questions out to you, I think these are really good in all sorts of areas. <laughs> but it's a great question to ask. Does it empower me or does it disempower me? Chances are you'd rather be empowered than disempowered, right? So it's a good check question, that one. And then finally, a few parts of this one, but what meaning could I give this that would promote connection or could, would promote peace or would promote healthy relating? So, again, it is it is a practice, but if you can catch yourself when you start labeling things in a certain way, um, I mean, I always say it's all a story. We've got no idea what's going on. If you're going to give yourself a story, give yourself a good one, right? One that works for you, one that feels good. So if you're going to give it a label, you know, what label would promote that? Would promote connection, peace, healthy relating, whatever it is that really sings to your heart, So, and again, to remember that your label for their experience impacts your experience. So, you know, be kind to you, my friend, and choose one that gives you that wholehearted smile. All right, that's it for this week. I hope that gave you pause for thought, something to think about, opened your mind a bit, perhaps. Uh, Maybe even even made you smile at times. I do like to have fun when I'm doing these things. Um, And I hope it stirred you. I hope it's touched you. Maybe it's given you... Um, uh, a perspective that that sort of helps you up your game in some form that's certainly what I hope but do let me know you can message me as I say you can go to anchor.fm slash mpa and hit that message button and leave me a voice message or email me or get in touch on social media I'd love your feedback and also as you know I do sessions one-on-one if you'd like to work with me um I'm usually a, le- a little a little less kind of animated as I am on these podcasts. I do get very animated when I do these podcasts, um, but you can check out the details of that at slash sessions And as ever, you know, I've I think I've very briefly mentioned non-personal awareness here. Um, but if you're interested in non-personal awareness, MPA, a lot of the philosophies and the ways I look at life comes from the what I call the non-personal philosophy, which always starts with the MPA process, which you can get absolutely free at mpa4.me slash MPA sheet. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, I, I feel like a gushy moment. I love you all. <laughs> It's been fun and I will see you next time. Big hugs. Go be brilliant.